Hello, and welcome to Teacher in Zion Podcast, a podcast for Christians, Mormons, ex-Mormons, and other Book of Mormon believers, or anyone questioning their faith or the church, with an emphasis on seeking the truth wherever it leads, but especially in gaining a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. <clears throat> All right. Um... So this is Doug Hatton, a.k.a. Teacher in Zion, and I have with me Kathy, and I am always slaughter people's pronunciations with the last name, so Keelig, is that right? Keelig. Keelig, see? Yes, that's okay. I, that's one of those questions right. I should have asked you before we even start, but you know. No worries. <laughs> even people that know me still mispronounce it, so no problem. And Kathy has agreed to be my guinea pig, or uh, we get to, you know put her through the testing of the first time we do something like this so i thank you for agreeing to do that and uh as we work out all these little these things um so kathy you are um like a longtime member of from the rlds side of mormonism per se right correct Correct. yep so were you born and raised or did you come into the church at some point yeah, born and raised into it. Um, my I know my, my great-grandfather was a member. Um, I don't know if it goes back beyond that or not, but so I kind of grew up in the church, so to speak. Okay. And yeah. Always in the in the Missouri area? or mm-hmm. okay. Yep, yep, in the uh, Raytown Independence area. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. So what was life like growing up in the RLDS down here in the Missouri? Uh that's a good question. How was it like growing up there in Michigan? <laughs> you know, it was fun. I, I, yeah, I mean, we were right in the middle of everything. You know, I didn't know any, didn't really know any different. Um, we had the auditorium, of course, and that wasn't too far away. And mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we'd go there once in a while for sermons. I remember when I was a little kid, <clears throat> we'd go. I don't remember who it was. We went to see Oscar Case or. Uh, Al Pelletier, somebody when I was really, really little. And I remember sitting there just looking up at the at the, the ceiling, and it had this blue tint that kind of looked like the sky, and I just thought that was the coolest thing. So I don't, rem- I don't even know, I don't remember anything else at the time, you know, when I was little, but I yeah. just thought that was cool, you know. Did you guys go to church camps, like reunion, church reunion? You know, um, I no, I didn't. Um, okay. our, our family, for whatever reason, didn't go to reunions. Okay. And and I never got to go to a church camp. That's oh. just something that we, we just didn't do. Our family just no, for whatever no reason. No youth camps or anything like that. No, I mean there there are a bunch of those going on. Yeah. And I remember you know everybody would go to reunion and and I'd want to go and yeah. and we just for whatever reason didn't go. Okay, all right. So yeah. So but fond memories of growing up in the church for the most part. Yeah, so. yeah, it was. You know, I mean that's just it's just what you did. You know, my my dad was the head deacon. Yeah. Uh, at our congregation, and, and so we were there, you know, beforehand, way way early to yeah. open up the church, and we were there until we were the last ones to leave. So always first to arrive, last to leave. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, when I was little, I would go th- as soon as the service was over, I would go through and help pick up bulletins, you know, from the sanctuary mm-hmm. and kind of clean up. And yeah. you know, it's just kind of the way it was. Okay, that's so, kind of cool. What here's a question that struck me uh, that came out of nowhere. So how frequently would you say that as you grew up in this church, which I'm, I'm sure from an early age you realized was a little bit different than mm-hmm. some of your friends at school, mm-hmm. um, and 
did you were you aware that there was some tie to the this idea of Mormonism or something that people would frown upon because of the church name? Did you go through that as well? Oh yeah. So you always yeah. were you always embarrassed to answer the question like what church do you go to? <laughs> yeah, I was a lot okay. of times. You know, I remember I was like in second grade when I was baptized. You know, I was eight. And um, first, I guess I was second grade. And I remember kind of, I was excited about it, mm-hmm. but I was kind of embarrassed at the same time, you know. And yeah, yeah it, you know, it was, I guess because we were here in the in the center place, you know, mm-hmm. um, it was, that was just normal. Okay. You know, but at the same time, yeah, I, I knew it was different from other kids. Yeah. And, and some kids would say, oh, you're Mormon. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. You know, well, well, what's the difference? Yeah. Well, they we have an extra letter and they don't. I mean, I, I, I didn't really know. You know, it's like I don't know. Well, we're not them. Whatever, whatever they yeah. are, we're not whatever them. Whatever they are, we yeah, knew, we're we, not them. It, it was bad. You know? It was bad for some yeah. reason. You know, um, it was. You know, the sad thing is, my my memory is basically we were probably more known for what we weren't than what we were. It's like if someone asked you, well, what is this church? You know, tell me about this church. It was all about how we weren't the Mormons. At least it seemed like to me that that was, that took center stage over just saying, here's what we believe. You know, there was always Mm -hmm. the shadow, like we're in the shadow of the LDS church or something. Right. That's kind of a funny thing that I think we all kind of grew up with. But uh, along with that, then I got to, I just got to ask you, How frequently growing up did you hear the message, either from the pulpit or wherever, just kind of worked into messages about how we were the one true church, <laughs> the only ones wow. with authority? <laughs> um, I, you know what? It's kind of like in the Book of Mormon, it talks about the uh, <clears throat> sometimes when the Lamanites would come, you know, and they were almost as numerous as the sands of the sea. Mm-hmm. I have no way to quantify how many times I heard that. I mean, I just, I just knew that growing up, you know? Yeah. 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 I I heard that so many times. It was a regular part of what you were ingesting, right? Right. (laughs) And all of the teachings, all of the testimonies, people, did you have people, people would stand up and give their testimony maybe of the church? Like, you know, I'm so glad that I'm here in the one true church. Yeah, yeah. The church. Everything yep. was the church. The church. The church. Exactly. I guess maybe, and especially here in the center place, you know, mm-hmm. here, you know, it, it was the church. Yeah. I mean, we we associate, all of our friends were church friends. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, as far as, you know, like my, my parents' friends, you know, typically. Yeah. Um, we had a, we had a, a few that, that we would get together with that, that uh, you know, out, they were outside of the church, but other than that, it was the church. The church. The church. And the, yeah. the church had the prophet. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, yeah, and, and I and I met I met him several, but actually several of them a couple times. I mean, again, since we lived, mm-hmm. you know, close by, um, I remember one time when I was fairly young, um, W. Wallace came and, and preached, okay. and I remember one of the elders came and and. Uh, I'm this little girl, you know, yeah. and, and he brought me over to him afterwards and introduced me to him. And and he says, this is and, and then my friend, you know, this this elder said, this is such a great, great 
opportunity for you. Yeah. This is, you know, you'll remember this for the rest of your life. Did and you I'm feel like, kind of awestruck okay. or did you feel awestruck or were you just like, eh, I, I was just kind of really like, get it. okay, that's, that's cool. You know? And okay. then a few years later, then Wally B and after Wally B, you know, took mm-hmm. over, then, then he came and preached also. And the same type of thing, mm-hmm. you know, the same person yeah. even, you know, introduced me to him too. And said, this is such a great opportunity for what you. What a great honor. Like, it's a great okay, honor for exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, great honor for you. I'm like, okay, that's and great. So it sounds like even as a kid, you were like, okay, so it's some dude. Um, I'll take your word for it that I should, I guess, be <clears throat> awestruck at it. So yeah. naturally, you were intuiting, I guess, that this is just another human being, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I understand he's got this position or whatever in the church, but okay. So not really, were you ever really awestruck by any. I'd say priesthood or people in the church, uh, great names of the church. Did you ever have that kind of feeling or uh, raised to I feel mean, that way? You know, <laughs> not not like in person. Yeah. I don't think I really ever did. Um, I think more so after, you know, like after they passed away. I mean, so like, for example, walking through Mound Grove Cemetery. Yeah. My grandparents and... I think maybe my great grandparents are buried there, okay. and so you know, just walking through there one time, and I and I saw Joseph Luff's, you know, gravestone. Oh, I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, Joseph Luff, how Ooh, cool! Yeah, you know, I mean, so so I think I got more excited about that type of thing yeah. than I ever did meeting any, you know, except for like maybe the Case brothers. Well, I shouldn't say the Case brothers. I only met um, Oscar Case. Mm-hmm. Um, he came to our junior church a few times and uh, spoke and then i remember as a little kid we'd go over to their house sometimes and and he and sister case would would tell us stories and stuff mm-hmm. you know and, and that was really cool yeah. but by that time he was like in his hundreds you know yeah well. yeah and, and it was it was really cool I, I didn't really know who he was yeah i mean per se i just knew he was you know had been around for a long time someone and, significant yeah and, and he'd written a book and he he was like this missionary type of guy and so I knew he was pretty good. So I think that one maybe was the coolest one yeah. of, of all the people that I met Yeah. Th- that really made an impact on me. You know, like like the, the story about the army worms. I remember that, you okay. know. Yeah. Well, so, you know, we're going along. We're part of this great church, uh, great yeah. friendly people, great history. Uh, we got these great old tales that we were... Raised with the story of the restoration, Joseph Smith in yep. the Grove, um, you know, and then, you know, uh, and I guess in our culture, there was this villain named Brigham Young, and then a bunch yep. of people went out west, and we feel bad for them, how sad for them, because we're the one true church. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> right? We're the true right. church. Exactly. Joseph Smith the III, church. Joseph's son, was the rightful heir. It's obvious he declared himself, why doesn't everybody know this? This is the true church, and we have the true authority for reasons. Right. right? So you're, right. you're raised with that. You're living with that. At some point, anything happen, or what caused you to maybe question to i guess the church or its authority or its direction something changed in the church there was a big event for a lot of people something did change in the church yeah yeah so was was that something the same for you as it was for a lot of restoration people who left their rds or what is your story on 
on that part. Yeah, so in, in, in 1984 when, you know, as what you're talking about, mm. the yeah, women in the priesthood. Women in the priesthood, women. yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> so I was I was in high school. I think I was a freshman in high school then. And, um, you know, that was that was huge, huge in our family, huge, huge in just, yeah, it, it was crazy. Um, it was it was sad, you know. I mean, we did. We, there was a lot of confusion, mm-hmm. and you know, nobody knew what to do, what was going to happen. Um, and then I don't think it was until maybe I don't remember eighty five or eighty six when they actually did the first um, you know women the woman ordination at our okay. congregation, and um, <clears throat> you know we just got up and walked out. Hmm. So were you aware? Of- other changes also at that time, or is that the the only real main no, focus? I mean, I remember, you know, so here's the thing. I remember my, my parents talking about, you know, like this supreme direct, directional control mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And um, okay. my, I think my, my grandpa was in, was back then, he was in that, in that you know, the, the auditorium at that time. Yeah. Um, a lot of people left, a lot of people left the church because of supreme right. directional control. And that mm-hmm. happened long before 1980, yeah, I ba- think. Yeah. Thought, back in the twenties. Yeah. 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 And so, but like in the sixties, you know, they started changing their curriculums and all of that. Yep. Changing and, the curriculum. And so, you know, so I didn't really know anything about that per se, but my parents would talk about that. Yeah. And they were, you know, very upset about that. And then in the 80s, before Women in the Priesthood, they started doing the, the temple mm-hmm. um, uh, teachings or whatever, okay. where, or temple school, mm-hmm. where they would have um, from one of the theological seminaries here in town. Yeah, Lutheran or Methodist in. or some um, I think sort it was Methodist. Okay. Yeah, I think it was Methodist, St. Paul's. Yeah, so suddenly we're supposed to be teaching yeah. this stuff that's not even from the restoration or restoration right. perspective it's from mm-hmm. <clears throat> some protestant you know perspective and right. uh, and then there was this i don't know if this is another thing that you remember people talking about but about the rlds joining the world council of churches i and... do remember hearing that yeah and you know again I, I was one of those kids that eh i didn't i didn't pay attention to any of that yeah. stuff i yeah. didn't really care so to speak yeah. you know i was just kind of along for the ride you know, not that I didn't believe in Jesus, yeah. I did, you know, and on all of that, but I just, I, it just didn't really do anything to me, you know, it didn't really matter. So I was yeah. just kind of along for the ride, whatever my parents said or did or whatever thought, okay, well, they, mm-hmm. I'll just follow suit because sure. that's what you do, you know, you're, you know, you're a teenager or whatever. And yeah, that's you know. just what you do. It's interesting though, because a lot of these things were, that were disturbing to people were coming along long before the women in the priesthood. Right. And uh, and including supreme directional control. And then actually, I guess there are a lot of people that left. I know a lot of people who end up being in the Temple Lot, Church of Christ Temple Lot group, came originally out of the RLDS, their families, during that time. And then you have these other things going on. But really, for most of us in the restoration or in these independent restoration branches or so forth, um, you know, really come down to women in the priesthood that was the big one right i guess right that was a line too far or whatever (laughs) finally it's like we've had enough right we we can't we can't go down this path Mm -hmm. what were your i mean what were your thoughts as an individual and i know you weren't you just kind of go along with your parents but did you did you ever kind of wonder about you know what that meant or or what you thought about it 
Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't think it was, um, cor- I didn't think it came from the Lord. Yeah. I mean, just based on what what I had learned and studied, and which again wasn't a whole lot of me studying at that time. But I mean, but like my Sunday school classes and you know all of that, there had never been any type of um, precedent or anything like that, mm-hmm. you know, or anything leading towards that. And so for me, I was like, you know, I, I know that God is unchangeable because that's what we're taught. Yeah. We're taught that he's an unchangeable being, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if that's the case, then why all of a sudden are we having women in the priesthood? Why yeah. is that a big thing all mm-hmm. of a sudden? Yeah. So, I mean, so yeah, I, I, I felt like it was wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't, I personally, even though, of course, my parents didn't want to follow it either, but I, I didn't want to follow that because I, I didn't feel like it was the right thing. Yeah. Well, and so then we're leaving the church, Rex. There's a mass exodus that begins exodus, begins yep. to happen. Uh, I To this day, I don't know if anyone truthfully has ever recorded exactly what percentage or number of people kind of end up coming out. Um, but over the years, it's continued to grow. I mean, right. it's kind of, it's kind of interesting that some people that I knew were very strongly in Michigan, um, Midland, Michigan. I, we, we ended up being in the Sanford branch that JJ Cornish had established. Oh, cool. Um, awesome. Sanford, Michigan, not far from Midland, Michigan. Midland, Michigan is where a lot of the youth group that I grew up with and, and people were at, and they were a little more on the liberal side when these things were coming about. I remember good friends of my parents and stuff um, that were very much in favor and excited about it, even though we weren't. Our family was more in the con- on the conservative side. But I found it interesting that, that as much as excited as they were and they've been looking forward to this, finally women can serve in the priesthood. And the interesting thing that happened is over the next 10 and 20 years, those people who were so excited about having women in the priesthood and finally getting the church that they wanted left the church they left the church uh but for different reasons i guess it you know i guess if you if you're trying to become more like other christian churches in some way that you believe is more correct i think it eventually you you kind of realize yes but these other people are doing it better than we are and maybe we should just go over here right and it seemed like that happened to some degree um so there. There's no sweet spot that I that I can see for really anybody. It seems like the church seems to be on a kind of a general decline, and and a lot of people feel very sad about that. Um, but when you came out of that, or when your family made the decision to leave, where did you land? Nowhere. Nowhere. At first. Okay. At first, yeah. <clears throat> so the, for the first several years, they were. You know, they would go to different meetings and, you know, there are a lot of people that were meeting at different places and trying to figure out what to do, how to, you know, how do we organize, you know. So that was the talk for several years, for a long time. Um, You know, when people would come over and visit with my, especially my dad, but visit with my parents and, you know, and, and I was, by that time, I finally had graduated from high school and. I, I didn't really felt feel like I had a dog in the fight. Yeah. You know, I didn't, at that point, I didn't really care. Did you kind of lose interest? Yeah. Okay. I did. I did. I mean, you know, I, I still believed, believed, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but, but beyond that, I, I didn't really care. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I believe the Book of Mormon forever, <laughs> yeah. forever, yeah, and, and sure. never and never read it. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, me too. Because yeah. you were yeah. raised with well, we believe mm-hmm. the Book of Mormon, and you're like, okay, right. yeah, I believe the Book of Mormon. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Year, years later, years later, I, I had a, a Book of Mormon. It was really cool. I wish I knew where it was now. A little Book of Mormon keychain. And it looked like, like the the plates. Oh, wow. And it just said Book of Mormon on it. It was really cool. That is cool. And Yeah, it was neat. And, yeah. and a friend of mine one time asked me about it. She goes, so what is the Book of Mormon all about? It- and I said, <laughs> I said, it's another testament of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ yes. You know, and it's like yes. what an idiot. But at the at that point, you know, I wasn't at that point in my life mm-hmm. to where I had really dis- quote discovered what the Book of Mormon was mm-hmm. all about. Yep. You know, and so I, I, I purported to it. I, I wanted. I still clung to it, mm-hmm. but I had no clue. You were, I didn't know what you it was were about. Just you, know? a, you were just along for the ride. Yeah, right. You, know, you were I mean, born well, on this roller coaster. You're, yeah, you're on so this it. Is, it's... it's what you do, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's silly. Well, it, but then I guess at some point you must have become more involved. You you must have decided I need to look into some of these things and get some seriousness about you it. Know, Tell me about that. Yeah. So okay. So my my parents did eventually join a branch, uh, an independent branch, mm-hmm. um, and then several years after that, then my dad died. And in, in the meantime, I had gotten married to a non-member. Mm-hmm. And um, and I remember he had asked me at one point, this was after I got my wisdom teeth taken out, right? So <laughs> I wasn't all there, you know. I was oh, you were pain. still medicated. When you... I was very oh, okay. medicated. Okay. I could barely talk. I was so, <laughs> you know. And I remember he said, we need to talk. And I'm like, okay. He goes, can you live without the Book of Mormon? Good question. It was a good question. You know, ask me that question now, mm-hmm. I'll give you a totally different answer. Oh. But at the time, I was like, um, yeah, sure. Okay. Because I'm thinking, it's... I don't know. I don't really have anything holding me. I don't know. I don't even know what's in it, per se. I mean, I know the stories, yeah. but, there's a, but they're stories, yeah. you know? So I'm like, yeah, sure, you know? Well, anyway, so long story short, we get married, and... Uh, and so we didn't go anywhere for several years. <clears throat> he was Presbyterian, grew up Presbyterian. He totally thought we were a cult. And, mm-hmm. you know, and Joseph Smith is horrible and that, that evil book, oh, yeah. you know, and everything. And so so we ended up, we started going to a Nazarene church. Okay. And so it was kind of our middle of the road. And um, <laughs> so we went there actually for a, a good 20, over 20 years. Um, and so okay. we've been there for a year or two, a couple of years. And by this time, you know, we would had a, a son. And so he was several years old. And, um, and I rem- so we were going through membership classes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we met with the pastor and we were going through all these different things. And, and so the pastor goes, so what do you guys think? What do you think? And, and my husband goes, well, yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm all in. Did they make you sign a. An, uh, I don't remember. A, a, waiver, a waiver that says I, I renounced the Book of Mormon or anything? Maybe. I don't know. Because <laughs> okay. I didn't do that. Okay. <clears throat> so anyway, so 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 he turns to me. The pastor turns to me. He goes, and so what do you think? And that was that was the moment, right? Okay. And and that's where you realize 
the truth of you're about the to, statement. You're about to cross you know? over. <laughs> well, and, and, but that's where you you understand at that point, you know, raise yeah. up a child in the way they should go. And when okay. they're old, they will not depart from it. And so I sat there and I said, no, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. Mm. I, I can't, how... I can't do this. I was uh, 27 okay. Okay. or so. Yeah. I was around 27. Okay. And um, I said, no, I can't do this. I, I, I can't, I can't join your church i can't there's there's things i don't agree with you know and and one of them in in particular was infant baptism i i I just i couldn't do that because i knew it was an abomination yeah um in the sight of the lord and i i couldn't i i just couldn't do that now i mean so they were like you know they they do infant baptism they do um you know dunking Mm -hmm. adult baptism you know um but then they also just you don't have to join at all. You can just, or you don't have to be baptized at all to be a member of their church. You can just like, you know, like my husband did just said, okay, I want to join. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. you're a member. Right. Okay. And so at that point I was just like, I know I can't do this. And it's not, so I told the pastor that and, and he said, well, good. I wouldn't want you to join anyway. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm what? just like, what what the heck you know and and he and he goes no because if you're not if you're not truly convicted then i don't want you to join Hmm. i only want you to join if you're if you're all in i said Hmm. okay well that's cool yeah that makes sense you know and my mom had already passed away at that time so by this time i had no parents and um so a friend of mine and i were who was with the restoration right Mm mm-hmm um, we started palling around and, um, one day we went up to FRAA in independence, which is now the Book of Mormon foundation. But at that time it was uh, foundation for research in ancient America. And, um, so we were up there just visiting with the people, you know, and everything. And, and they had just had a Book of Mormon challenge. And so they would do that. They do that periodically where mm-hmm. they challenge everybody to read the Book of Mormon and in mm-hmm. six months okay. <clears throat> and so i'm like oh that's kind of cool and so they had the list of all the, the names of people that had done it you know and i'm going through this list looking at it and i see my mom's name on it hmm. well she had just passed away right wow. and i'm like well that's cool i didn't know i mean i knew she read her book of mormon all the time she yeah. read it all the time but it's like wow she never said anything about doing this challenge right well then i see my nephew's name on there and I think he was like 17 at the time. I'm like, holy cow, that's cool, you know. And so then it's like, well, shoot, you know, first of all, I, I didn't want to leave a church that I didn't even know what it was about. I mean, yeah. And that was kind of the, the big thing, too, with the Nazarene churches. That's why I told the pastor, I said, I can't leave something that I don't really understand what I'm leaving. Yes. So before I leave it, I have to discover what it is, and then make that determination, am I ready to walk away? Yes. And and so that began my journey back. Um, <clears throat> I started reading the Book of Mormon every day. You know, I prayed every day before you, I'd read it. You got to find out what you believe in. Yeah. Or what you thought you believed in all these years, right, for the first exactly, time. Exactly, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like, okay, Lord, tell me. Let me know, let me know if Mm-mm. this is true. Let me know. Yeah. I, I need to know, you know. And there were so many times I would be reading through it, and I would just be flooded with the Spirit, mm. and it was just, I, w- I just knew that what I was reading was true. Yeah. 
And and at the end of of that, I mean, I, I read it, you know, in before six months was over because mm-hmm. I was just like just you know really into it. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I almost threw this away. Yeah. You know, I all I can't believe I almost walked away from this. You know, and, and I think it was looking back. I think it was the spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the uh, the amount of the por- the portion of the spirit that I allowed to be in me. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I guess absolutely um, that that really checked me from walking away from it. Yeah. You know, pivotal and moment. So, yeah, and, it was. And and then yeah. I, and then this is a pivotal moment because you are now. I mean, you were raised in a church, and that, to be honest, this is just most people believe the way they believe because they were raised that way. It's it's kind of a rare thing that someone really just chooses their belief system all on their own, right? Right, right. Um, and so one thing I, I realize is really important is that if you are raised into a belief system, and may, many of us are, we have to have our own testimony eventually, or yep. you're just, you know, <laughs> you're a lazy believer, or you're you're just along for the ride, you're riding someone else's coattails, you're whatever it is, you don't really have that testimony and how long are you going to hold on to that? Because when other opportunities present themselves, I mean, honestly, it probably would have been easier in life to get rid of the book of Mormon and just become sure a regular person. Right. <laughs> right. Because it would have been, you don't yes. have to deal with the controversy and, and what people's perceived beliefs right. about what that book says. Right. Um, and you don't have to defend anything, but something happened. The Holy Spirit apparently is is kind of bothering you when you were about to make that decision about joining this church. And, and not that there was probably anything really, it's not that that church is a bad church. It's just... No, not at all. Something in you was saying, there's something more. And I, I don't think I can just go down this route. This This doesn't fit who I am. It doesn't fit the path that the Lord has for me on a subconscious level. You, I guess you were feeling that maybe. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And so did you begin to uh, get a lot more serious about church and. I did. I did. Yeah. I, um, I, I was just like hungry for more book of Mormon stuff, yeah. you know? And, um, my, my friend that, that, you know, she kind of pulled me back, so to speak. You know, I, I started hanging out with her a lot more. And we went to retreats and uh, you name it. We were always going somewhere, classes. Mm-hmm. You know, if they had a class that was going on somewhere, she they'd swing by and pick me up. And, and so I went to a lot of different classes and retreats and met a lot of people. Um, and, and was very involved as much as I could be, kind of being on the fringes, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I continued going to the, the Nazarene church, of course, with, you know, with our family. That was our family thing. Um, I eventually did join a um, an independent uh, restoration group there in Independence okay. and attended there for years. And uh, I would usually go on, on communion Sundays, and I would go early and do uh, Sunday school. And then... Um, my my uncle who my aunt and uncle went there at the time and and my uncle and um another person would usually take me in the pastor study and they would serve me communion okay 
and then I would leave to go to the Nazarene church. Hmm. And okay. I did that for years, for years. Wow. That, yeah. My uh, grandmother and my grandfather, um, my grandfather was Catholic, raised Catholic. And for the longest time when him and my grandmother got married, because her first husband had died and she was a widow, they got married. They would go to an early service of, at the Catholic church, uh, early mass, and then they would go to the RLDS church and go to church every Sunday. Wow. For the longest time. And uh, he did have a, an experience with the Lord where he was knelt down on his bed and he heard the audible voice of the Lord tell him to to go ahead and, and join with this church and with these people that this is where I want you to be. Uh, so that was interesting. But yeah, that's neat. So you're going to, you know, you're, you're trading back and forth. You're, you're going, uh, is your husband still involved with that church or? Um, no, and actually we're no longer married. Oh, okay. So this is your first husband. This is my first okay. husband. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. So, you know, time goes on and we're just kind of doing the same normal thing. And, yep. um, you know, I won't get into all the fun details, but you know, things happen mm-hmm. and people grow apart. Yeah. Um, and as it says in my, in my patriarchal blessing, you know, remember each person has their agency. Yeah. And, and so, um, so we ended up, um, after 25 years, um, that's a long going, time. It's a long time yeah. and going separate ways. <clears throat> it was, it was not an easy thing. It was a very hard thing for me. Um, one thing I do want to mention, just, I want to back up real quick. Um, you know, during the, this point in time when I'm kind of on the fringes of the restoration, you know, Mm -hmm. attending the Nazarene church, then we had all these other factions that started in the restoration and here in independence, Uh, you know, the, the restoration church, the remnant church, the JCRB, all of those things. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I, I didn't know. I didn't know much about any of it. I, I could never remember. To this day, I still can't remember who believes what, you know, <laughs> what what their little things are. I, yeah. I don't remember that. And so I always have to ask somebody, now, who, now what do they believe again? Because I don't remember. Anyway, but I was, at the time, I remember thinking, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what I should do. I don't know. Sh- should I just do, do what I'm doing? Do I Do I just do I join this church or that church or which one or what do I do? I I, I could not figure that out. And so what I ended up doing, I kept reading my book of Mormon Hmm. and that, that was my, it's like, you know what? I have no idea which, which, which one to join Mm -hmm. (laughs) if any of them. And so I'm just going to keep reading my book of Mormon and I'll keep attending the Nazarene church and I'll just keep kind of doing what I'm doing Mm -hmm. And until I feel led to do otherwise. And, and, and I think that's kind of interesting because it was that the Book of Mormon that really, that, that's what I clung to. It was your you compass know? at that it time. It was my compass. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't, I'm not feeling any of these things. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to keep, keep reading and keep trying to keep my eyes on Jesus. You Th- know? This really is for the RLDS uh, people, uh, those who end up leaving the institutional church and the trauma that's associated with that. Um, I mean, it's a long ways to fall when you, when you have to exit the one true church. Yeah. Okay. And then people get this sense of, okay, well, there's a lot of us 
we're in this together. There's a lot of these branches and we're sort of in a holding pattern. We're flying around the airport in circles, hoping we don't run out of fuel. Like eventually God's going to fix us somehow. And what you just talked about, that's really a, almost like the second split that happened among the restoration people because people began to get antsy they or they they had testimony or they believed that we need to do something and it, we can't just sit around and wait for God to fix it and uh, they believed that that they were being led to organize in one fashion or another and of course some people believed you shouldn't organize God's going to you know cleanse the RLDS church and hand it back to us on a silver platter and other people are like, no, we got to go ahead and, and forge and re-reorganize the church. You know, I was really hoping somebody would pick the re-reorganized Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Just because... We need to make it longer. Reconstituted, reorganized Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. How's that sound? Right. Does that yeah, sound... Do you like that? that's awesome. Okay. I love it. I just yeah, came up with yeah, that. Let's, let's go for it. I don't know why people don't listen to me. Anyway. Yeah, put it on a, put it on an orange <laughs> juice can and we're good to go, yeah. you know? But there were very strong feelings. Like, no, we, we are not to organize. And I think that a lot of that may have stemmed from that very strong belief that the RLDS is the one true church. So yeah. somehow God's going to fix it. Right. But this caused more divisions. You know, arguments and like, join this team or join this team, you know, um, JCRB, Remnant, you know, I remember, and I was in a, one of these little groups, but it was a smaller group and it was mostly in Michigan. It's called Church of Christ Restored. And, you know, I simply joined because what else was I going to do? Sure. And I felt the Holy Spirit in it. I mean, I, you know, my whole family decided they were going there because they believed that the Holy Spirit was in it. And we're like, okay. And I think a lot of people in that church thought, oh, we're the new reorganization of the church and everyone's right. going to come and join us. Well, no, they're not. In fact, they're going to label you an apostate for doing so. <laughs> but you remained um, in an independent branch of some sort. Is that kind of in, mm -hmm. in the independent side of things? And mm -hmm, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're getting more serious mm -hmm. about your walk with the Lord. And the Book yeah. of Mormon is integral to that. And yes. I got to ask this question because just on the, the short time that I've known you and the conversations mm -hmm. that we have had offline, mm -hmm. um, have you, are you a person at this point who is, has a lot of questions? <laughs> I always have questions. <laughs> yeah. You kind of strike me. Why is me. the sky blue? <laughs> you got to you know. know. <laughs> you got to know. I got questions. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have I have a lot of questions. I do. So a what lot. Do you, what do you make of the church at, at some point? At some point, here you are the <clears throat> the, the the church is sort of self destructed, developed down and broken to pieces. You're you're somewhere in all this mess. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts about the church? <clears throat> yeah, at, you know, eventually I came to the realization that the the church. Mm -hmm. as we knew it back then, right? Yeah. Back before. Um, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, I don't think, a way of life per se. I mean, it was, but I think it had become an idol. Yeah. The church, you know, and everything was the church. One the true church, church. The church, the one true church. And, you know, somewhere along the way, it was just like, 
the more I read the Book of Mormon, it was like, yeah, they talk about organizing, you know, the church, but the Church of Christ. Yes. They're talking about, you know, the, the focus of the Book of Mormon is Christ. Yes. Come unto Christ. You know, repent. Yeah. Come unto Christ. I mean, that that's that's like the whole focus, mm-hmm. right? And, and so after a while, I, I just kind of sat back and I'm like, I, you know, no, I, I don't know that I can I can do this hmm. for now, you know. So I just that's the side. I just kind of stayed there in that holding pattern for a while. But yeah, I felt like and, and it's, I, I may be crucified for this, but by some people. But I, I feel like before we can truly S- stoned, we don't crucify anymore. Okay, we don't crucify. We no. stoned. We, yes, we okay. will stone you. I may you. be stoned. We're going to stone yes, you I with may be words for this uh, yes. because it's illegal yes. to use actual stones in this country. <clears throat> right. But right. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Yes. And so, I mean, I, I may be stepping out here, but I'm, I'm going to step out and be mm. bold. Um, I feel like before we can truly m- make headway, the old guard has to die. Mm-hmm. You know, hanging on to the church. We have to recreate the church. We have to have, you know what? And I, I heard I heard this in a sermon a couple of weeks, couple of years ago, and it just it was so it just made so much more sense to me. You know, the church is a vehicle to bring us to the Lord. Well, sometimes vehicles don't last forever. You know, sometimes they break down, mm-hmm. and sometimes you need a new vehicle. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't want to put all the time and effort in trying to restore something that you can't restore. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I I feel very much like. You know, the church is out there somewhere waiting, you know, Christ is waiting for us to, to come to our senses and come to him and say, okay, you know what? I'm yours, you know, I, I, I want to be a part of the body, you know, I want to be a part of your church, which is your body and take me from, take me, you know, wherever you want to take me. So Kathy... The definition of the church and what it really is, this is something that is, is now weighing in your heart and in your mind, I take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, Egypt was a good place to live for the Israelites for a while. Sure. I mean, it was a place a of while. refuge and mm-hmm. it came in, they were gathered. It was the Lord's hand that did it. Uh, right. It was a wonderful place. At some point, mm-hmm. something happened. Things didn't weren't as good anymore. There was a change that took place, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and uh, it was no longer a very good place, and they had to leave, and that led them to the wilderness. And I was just thinking, I think it's been about, what, 38 years or something like that since the split in their LDS. So it has. we're coming up on 40 years pretty soon, 40 years in the wilderness. Uh, but there is the promised land, right? We're supposed to be going into the promised land. Right? <laughs> we are. We are. That's right. Okay. Well, actually, we're supposed to be here already. We're supposed but anyway. to be there. You're supposed to be walking in the kingdom, right? Right. Jesus right. said, the kingdom is, is upon you. It's here. You know? Right. right? Okay. So, let me ask you this. You love the Book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. There's a verse in there that talks about there are only two churches was that a big there one there are there's only two was that a big one for you seriously <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> that was when they hit you i bet right yeah yeah and you okay. know and that's one of the things when i when i started attending the nazarene church that was an eye-opener for me mm-hmm. huge eye-opener because i i came from the one true church 
Yeah. What the heck? These people can't, they, they can't truly, you know, uh, they, they don't know what it's all about. Well, you know what? Here's the deal. I remember so many times I'd be sitting in the back, like for a Sunday evening service, listening, you know, to the preaching, looking around at everybody, you know, in the sanctuary, going, you know what? We don't have a clue. We, meaning the one true church, mm-hmm. does not have a clue. You know, I'm sitting there looking at all these people going, you know what? I bet a good part of these people, if not the majority of these people, are going to be in Zion. And and because that, I mean, that was something that I, I needed to, I needed to be um, awakened to, mm-hmm. is that, you know, we, we don't have it all together. Yeah. And... There's a lot that I learned from the Nazarene Church, from my my brothers and sisters and dear people, my dear friends. Um, you know, I learned a lot about grace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. not something we talk about no. in, our, in the RLDS. Didn't you get know? taught that very much in the RLDS. No, and so I learned about grace and. I'm 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 more of a justice person. You know, that's how I was raised. I was raised by justice Mm -hmm. and by, you know, an 18 inch paddle, and so that's just kind (laughs) of how it was. You know, Um, but yeah, there's there's so much out there that we're not even aware of, and you know, I, I just have to share this. This is this was a cool experience. And it was it was it was awesome for me. It was it was awesome for my son. When my son was 15, <clears throat> the um, the youth group was going to go down to Brazil. And for in the Nazarene Church, they call them a working witness. So you go you go someplace for about a week or so, and you you, know, you raise a lot of money and send it there, and then um, you, you send a bunch of people and you work, do physical labor, you know, building something or whatever. And, and then you also do the witnessing part of it as well. And so they had already made uh, a couple trips down prior to that. And um, it, was the, it was the year for you know, them to make another trip. And so I was fortunate to be the, the mom on the trip, so to speak. You know, I was the, mm-hmm. the, female, um, le- the female leader. Okay. Um, and so, so there was a group of us, there's like I think four guys and then myself and then I don't know how many kids teenagers we probably had like eight eight or ten teenagers and we went down to Brazil uh, Mesquita which is a, a suburb of Rio Rio de Janeiro okay. and um, it's very very poor very poor P- more more poor than we can even imagine living in the United States right mm. it's 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 incredible how, how poor they are um, but there are two things that, the two things I took away from that one is that these people no matter how poor they were I mean they had a hut with maybe maybe cardboard on the windows maybe cardboard on the door that's pretty much it you know but they were so happy hmm. no no they weren't they were joyous hmm. They were full of joy. And you know why? No. Because they knew the Lord. <laughs> oh, well, that's They knew like... <laughs> the Lord. You know? I mean, it's like they knew Jesus. You know Jesus? Yeah. We know, you know? I mean, and that's what it was. They didn't need material things because they had Jesus. They had their joy. Their joy was in Jesus. That was awesome. Well, Kathy, that raises a question for me. Yeah. 
if they know Jesus, and that means even though they're destitute, they have joy. And so many people in the restoration don't have joy in spite of the fact that we we have plenty i mean in terms of the rest of the world we have plenty generally speaking and we're not joyous is does that mean we don't really we may not have the lord we think we have the lord but we don't really know him is that what's going on what's going on there why are we why are we miserable kathy and they're joyful that's the question i have that is the question yeah that is the question you know and here's the thing too for somebody coming from the one true church yeah here i am halfway around the world well we weren't around the world we were south but you know close enough in a different continent and here i am hanging out with my nazarene brothers and sisters and we're singing and praising the lord together wow now we're singing in english Mm-hmm. And they're singing in Portuguese, okay. but we're singing the same songs. Yeah, that's cool. To the same Jesus, it's the yeah. same God. How crazy is that? Yeah. Well, you know. And and now, aren't you experiencing what the Book of Mormon says that there are only two churches? Yes. So it's an interesting yes. question because for me, when I was when I read the Book of Mormon in my mid twenties, finally, mm-hmm. and decided I better find out. And I asked the Lord to show me whether it was even true or not. And as I'm reading it, I came across that verse. And I remember thinking just, I had these profound questions. Like, if there are only two churches and one of them is Satan's and one of them is Christ, then what is, what is the Baptist? Are they Satan's? Well, that didn't seem right. So they're Christ. But then what separates us? You know, you're, you're going to this Nazarene church and they have certain beliefs that aren't really right. But as you look at our own one true church background, we don't have we have beliefs maybe that aren't quite right. Does that disqualify us if we believe in Christ? You know, it, it makes it that scripture makes things a lot more simple and also complicated at the same yes. time. <laughs> yes, very much, very much. And you know, and, and my thing it has come to, has come down to, what's in my heart. Yeah. What's in the heart of the people, you know? But I mean, but that's the thing. I mean, what is, what's in my heart? If if I truly believe in Christ. And I'm, I love him with all my heart. I'm doing everything that I can to follow him based on what I have been taught. Is that not the church? Is that not the one true church? I don't know. Are you, are you, starting, to, are you starting to get an idea <clears throat> that the church is a people? Oh. Not some sort of organization? Dang. Is that where we're that headed with a, this? That's a novel <laughs> I, That's a novel thought. I like that idea. Well, that's, yeah. cra- that's crazy talk. It is crazy talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Yeah, because I, I thought, I always thought a church was, you know, the building, right? <clears throat> the yeah. The building. Or the denomination. I mean, that's kind of. So what we were, that's kind of, not necessarily we weren't taught the building yeah. per se. I'm just being catty, but. Mm-hmm. You know, but seriously, yeah, the denomination, that's what we were taught. And I, at that, by that point, I'm like, no, these, no, 
No. Yeah. The the the, the church of Christ there's only one, right? Again, but going back to that scripture, mm-hmm. there's there's Church of Christ, Church of the Devil. And these people are my brothers and sisters in the Church of Christ. Yeah. You know? I mean, we may not all have the same um the same background, the same understanding, the same even philosophy, the same thoughts, but we love the same God. Well, there's there's something called the go ye and teach. slide presentation it's a missionary slide presentation that the church used for years and years and in there it teaches you very clearly kathy that there's this church building illustration and there's these stones along the foundation apostle prophet teacher elder christ is the chief cornerstone then you got to have these steps faith repentance baptism and this is the whole thing and so here you are and you don't have a prophet anymore. Maybe you don't have apostles anymore, unless you joined one of these apostate uh, reorganizing churches, the reorganized, reorganized churches. And maybe they got some apostles if they were so bold as to do that. But here we are in a whole different situation that God has placed us in where we don't have all these things that supposedly make you the church. Right. And yet you still have your covenant relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. And he can still speak to you. Mm-hmm. So where are we on this journey now in your life? Where, where are we at? <laughs> you, you, forward us to, you forward us to the next appropriate uh, cli- <laughs> climb up the mountain here. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah. So my, my first husband and I split. We, we went different ways. And um, I, for seven months... I uh, I stayed with some friends because I couldn't afford to live on my own, and they helped me heal. They they were just fantastic, um, and but you know here's the thing is when I when I stepped out it was it was in faith, and I felt like um, I I said okay Lord here's the thing, you're gonna have to help me with this. You're gonna have to carry me because I can't I can't do this alone. I can't afford to. I can't, I can't take care of myself right now. And so, you know, I felt like I was stepping off of a cliff. I knew it was a cliff. I couldn't see. It was pitch black, but I knew I was stepping off, and at some point I was going to fall. But I had to step out in faith that the Lord wouldn't allow me to fall, that he would carry me and catch me and, or whatever, mm-hmm. and he did. And um, so I, I got through that. Um Fast forward, I meet this awesome guy that I was working with, and um, anyway, several years later, we're married. Yeah. Just, <clears throat> and um, you just fell into that somehow accidentally. And no, <laughs> <laughs> it was a God thing all the way. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, total God thing. I chose my first husband; God chose the second. Okay. And um, yeah, He totally brought us together. It's always better when um, He picks the person. You think so? I found out. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of figured that one out too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now here I am, you know, six years into, um, you know, my my new life, and and it's fantastic. Um, you know, it, it's amazing how being married to somebody who loves you and supports you and cherishes you and treasures you and and does everything they can to help you and and, and mm-hmm. enable you to do what it is the Lord called you to do. It's amazing. Oh yeah. 
how that can totally change a person's life. Night and day. Night and day. And that's how I, my life is night and day different. Uh, and I'm, for which I'm very thankful for. Mm. Um, yeah. So we, we attend a, um, an, a different um, independent restoration branch. Okay. Um, and I, you know, he, he's, he's not a member. Okay. Um, but he is, he supports me a hundred percent. Uh, doesn't fight me tooth and nail like okay. I used to have to deal with. He's comfortable with your strange religion. Is that? He he's he's becoming that way. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, he uh, I, I share the Book of Mormon with him, and mm-hmm. and he enjoys it. Okay. Um, you know, he loves the people. He he loves the people in our branch, and they okay. have been fantastic with him. Is he is he one of these gentlemen who? He believes in God, and he maybe has a relationship on some level. Um, he's just not an overly religious person, caught up into the religious part of it. But right, yes, he he has the, he has it here. Yeah, in his heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He he has the relationship. He doesn't have the head knowledge. Yeah, he has. He understands what's important. Yeah, and um, yeah, he he's an avid deer hunter, and um, he he meets the spirit when he's out in the tree stand. Yeah, there's a lot of men. That, yeah. that's where they find the Lord a lot of times. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's really important for him. Okay. Yeah. So, so anyway, so in the meantime, um, you know, I, I continue doing my thing, doing what I'm doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, so asking questions, you know, still, looking for answers. Still part of your life. Still part of my life. Questioning. Um, one day I had, um, I was asking the Lord, this is back in, in, um, December of 2018. Mm -hmm. I was asking the Lord, I said, you know, it's like, what do you want me to study? You know, and I'm thinking, I don't know what I was thinking. It was going to be some profound thing. Mm -hmm. Well, actually it was, but, um, and, and the answer came back, your blessing. Wow. And I'm like, what? My blessing? You know, my patriarchal blessing. I'm like, okay, I don't know how to study that, (laughs) you know. And so that's one of those things that that has led me down a totally different road. Yes. And um, a 60 page booklet, I I hear. 80. 80 80 pages. 80, 80 pages, yeah. Um, Yeah, so that has just totally changed my life. Um, So where can people get this booklet? Well, unfortunately, it's not. I knew you were going to say it. I knew I shouldn't have said anything. Yeah, it's not quite ready yet. It's close. It's written. It's written. I wrote the study guide. I know. Just, you, I know you have some people to look at it. Right. Right. right? Yeah. We just. We just need to have it. You know. I just need to have it edited. Make sure that yeah. I didn't write anything crazy in there. <clears throat> um, things are spelled right and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So I started studying my blessing, and you know that that totally has changed my life. Um, yeah. Completely, and the Lord led me every step of the way. And I have, I have learned so much about me. I've learned what the Lord thinks about me, um, what he wants me to do, you know, um, there's, there's, and more than that, I've learned more about the nature of who he is. That's always good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that has been an awesome thing and just understanding you know what? Um, 
I'm, I'm just going to kind of go off on a tangent here. You know, you're, you're, please your, do. Uh, I keep waiting. Of, I keep waiting for you to do that. I mean, I know, I know is, you're, you're like, you keep trying to lead me and I'm like, no, I'm going to go the straight and I'm, narrow I'm opening the door. I'm just waiting for you to go through. I know you are. <laughs> no, <clears throat> one of your episodes a while back about the ministry of women, I thought was very interesting. Um, because, and you know, the more I study my blessing and the more I, I understand, you know, who, um, who God wants me to be. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not there yet and it'll take me a lifetime to get there. Plus I'm, we, I'm sure if that's I why even, we have a lifetime, that's a, exactly. that, that's a purpose. So yeah. 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 You know, it, it's awesome, but it, it's really cool. Um, I, I feel so strongly that the Lord has called every single one of us to ministry. Yes. Every single one of us. I didn't say the Lord called every one of us to the priesthood. That's a totally different ballgame. That's a different That's a that's different, a different conversation. That's a different conversation. But I believe 100% the Lord has called every single one of us to ministry for him in some way, shape, or form. Amen. You know? Well, and, I'm working and, and on it, my I'm working on my series on the priesthood. That's when I will be stoned. So I <laughs> I don't know yeah. if we'll be stoned together. Or we might be. You never know. Separate events, but sure. Either way, sure. Yeah, and, and and I know I know a lot of a lot of people are feel uncomfortable about that. They feel uncomfortable thinking that that yeah. women have a ministry. But oh my goodness, mm-hmm. you know, it, one of the one of the most incredible stories in my mind in the Book of Mormon is Helaman's 2000. That is one of the most awesome, one of my most favorite stories, other than the Lamanites mm. being converted, you know, with Ammon yep. and, and Aaron and, all, and the sons of Mosiah. Other than that, that's like my, my next favorite. The, <clears throat> the faith of those mothers, not a single one of them yes. perished. Yes. And almost impossible odds, really, that they, yes. they should have even come back at all. And when you think about it, trying to, I mean, we have no idea how old they were, right? Mm -hmm. But according to Helaman, they were very young, very young. Okay, Mm -hmm. what does that mean? Does that mean they were 10? Does that mean they were 15? (laughs) Were they 20? I mean, we don't know. (laughs) Different culture. But I mean, but but it was different culture. But when you look at, you know, um, Moroni took over the command of the army at age 25. Yep. Okay, in my mind, that's pretty young to take over the you know command of the entire army. Biblical you know. times, I think fifteen or sixteen, even fourteen. You were considered an adult. I mean, exactly. People were getting married at that age, and right, you know, yeah. So, but so to have these these young boys, two thousand started started out with two thousand. Of course, they added more, you know, as time went on. But and none of them, none of them, you know, died. Mm. And, and they were so strong and firm and steadfast. Wow, wow! I I want to be like that, you know. <laughs> I mean, I I want to I want to be like that. I want to be that person that that is firm and strong and steadfast. And when when the army is coming against me, and it's overpowering odds. I mean, it just innumerable. You know, I I, I want to be that person that stands strong and firm and steadfast <laughs> in the Lord and say, okay, Lord. Let's do it, you know? Well, we, we sort of walked through your life briefly. Sure. Uh, we're up to present day, and mm-hmm. you're about, uh, I think you're 32, 
and <laughs> yeah, I'm 32. 30, you 32. got it. Yeah. Okay. So how'd we, you know? Yes. Yeah. Well, you look it. Yeah. So we. Yeah. Thank you. We went through, <laughs> kind of walked through your life. We haven't really talked about abstract concepts as much and things that sure. you're you're looking at. So I'm going to put you kind of on the spot because I know that I haven't we haven't discussed this, but it's a one hour and eight minutes according to my timer here okay. on the recording. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, would you oh be? Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> would you be up to a part two? Sure. So we could talk some. I know we got more things to talk about. Oh, there, there's a lot more things we can talk about. Sure. I think a whole lot hey, more. But <laughs> you, you want to take me down other these other rabbit trails? I know you do. Uh, absolutely. I was. I'm, the reason why I'm asking you is I'm so disappointed that we did not. I did not get you to say something controversial or go down some rabbit, fascinating rabbit trail. It's it's been really straightforward and and, and fairly normal, and I don't think that's normal for you. I think you. Wait, what? You, what does that mean? Well, I, I believe you're you're one of these peculiar people that the scriptures talk about. Oh, I don't That's know what that what means. That's what I'm trying to say. I might, I've, I've, been, I've, been told, I've been called a few things, but, you know, and I guess maybe peculiar is one of them, but maybe not yeah. in that not well, in that sense. I prefer, to I, think of, I prefer to think of myself as peculiar, but that's not <laughs> sure. usually the word people use. Right, right. Yeah. I hear you. Weird. Yeah. Strange. Yeah. You know. I'm with you. It's kind of off but, the wall. Yeah. And I like people that are like that, so. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. That's why we get along. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you're, are you up for it? Sure. Yeah, let's good? do it. Okay. Oh, good. Heck yeah. Good. Let's do it. All right. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Well, I tell you what. Um, I think this is probably a good place to stop. So let's do like a let's close with a prayer or something. Sure. Um, you bet. Are you the one to one? Do you want to do the prayer? I know we. I started this with prayer. Do you want to? I'll do the prayer. Close you this with prayer. Okay. Awesome. Exactly. Yep. All right. Our most kind and gracious heavenly Father, Lord, I. I want to thank you so much for this opportunity that we've had just to uh, to share with each other and um, just to just to talk and talk about our past and, and our the things that we have in common. And Lord, you know the desires of our hearts. You know how much we we desire to serve you and to come closer to you. And Father, you know the questions that uh, have been burning in, in our minds for some time and that are even burning at this moment. And Lord, I feel strongly that there's many people out there with those same questions that are burning in their minds and in their hearts, and it's causing them much distress. Father, I pray that you would just use this in some way, shape, or form to give hope and guidance to those that are seeking and searching, Lord, that they might come to you, that they might ask you directly, that they might seek you, that they might open the scriptures and not listen to those people around them, but they would seek your word Mm. and that you would continue to lead them closer to you. Lord, thank you so much again for this opportunity and for this awesome brother that I have now gained. And I pray that um, that you would continue to bless us and um, bring us closer to you. And all these things we pray in Christ's most holy name. Amen. Amen. Uh, we're all in this together. We are. And, we are. And you know, the Lord is, we have our scriptures before us. We know that there are many great things about to transpire. And uh, the unfolding of it will be 
that's going to be an adventure. I appreciate you coming on. It will be. Thank um, you. So for our listeners, um, if Kathy hasn't completely offended you <laughs> so far, I hope so you. Far. I hope you will join us on part two of this, which uh, maybe we'll do for next week or something, um, or whenever she's available. I'm o- I'm always available, right? So um, we'll get together, and uh, until next time, God bless. Join us for discussion in our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash hope of Zion. Or at our YouTube channel, Teacher in Zion. That's the word teacher, space, and in Zion spelled as one word. My books can be found at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Douglas Hatton. That's H-A-T, like a hat on your head. T-E-N, like the number 10. Until next time.